right, family, time for a second and short. Second topic of the day, and we're going to crush this one. Josh Allen coming off an atrocious four turnover loss last week. He had the whole world talking about the turnover issues. But then yesterday, he dominated. He turned it around. He did what Josh Allen does. Three touchdown passes, no turnovers, and the Bills blew out. Blew out. The Raiders, I apologize, James. That was not a shot. That's not a shot. But here's what's so fascinating. When I can show love on the show, I got to show love. Shady, you called it. Let's hear what you said last week. I called it? Come on now. (laughs) So with all them picks, one thing Josh Allen does, he wins games. He does. I want him to stop turning the ball over. I love that. Last night, he played ass, right? Say the same about Dak, same about Josh. You said it a couple times with Dak, though. But the differences between Josh Allen playing ass is one game. And that one game, he wins games. The floor is yours, sir. The floor is yours. I told, I told y'all boys. I told y'all, but I really told him. Anyway, that's who Josh Allen really is. Is it? He's a go-getter. He's a competitor. Did he put okay. the concerns to rest? Yes, like, are you? Put, it's, it's a wrap. This is the thing with Josh Allen. Yep. I'm gonna say yes. The thing is, like, like that that suitcase comes with all this talent. His ceiling is so high. You take that. Some games he might give you some picks. Some yep. games he, and when he don't give you picks, he blow teams out just like that. And he, and that's how good he really is. This, this is the type of player that. As a quarterback, he starts on every NFL team other than the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I'll probably won't get that job. It's the truth. And to have a guy that good, that special, that can give you blowoffs like that, if he takes care of the ball, he's special to have in your locker room underneath the center as a quarterback. So I get it. He should, start, he should stop turning the ball over. I understand that. Every quarterback, don't turn the ball over. But in the event that you do, if you do turn the ball over, give it to me like Josh Allen because I can at least respect that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't have concerns about Josh Allen, and I don't know that this game changed anything. Yes, he played an unbelievable game, no turnovers, three touchdowns. This is who Josh Allen is. It's You're going to get some turnovers, and like Shady said, you're going to get some wins. Now, all of us would prefer that he stop turning the ball over because that would probably lead to more wins, particularly in week one, because mm-hmm. to, to me, that was the reason why they lost. Yes, no the Jets figured it out and uh, passed to Garrett Wilson and all that. All, all that's great, but the Bills gave that game, particularly Josh Allen, to the Jets. Again, the only thing that concerns me, and I know Shady keeps telling me this ain't never going to stop, and I'm just going to keep saying stop. it. Stop trying to hurdle the defenders. Please. Mm. I keep asking. I don't think I'm ever going to get it. Why doesn't he just try to run through them? Like, that to me is a better strategy. That too. That I know, <laughs> but like, do that instead of trying to hurdle a defensive player. Did he high jump or something in high school? <laughs> he really be trying to jump over other NFL players. I don't, and they're not going to let him do it. Like, this is two weeks in a row now that we've seen the same play. I'm going to keep saying it, but other than that, this is what Josh Allen does. He James, does need to stop turning the ball up. James, is it fair for me to say, like, yeah. and this is a play in which he's trying to hurt ah. an individual, it just, yeah, it didn't work out well. It did just not work out well. Just stay on the ground. And mind you, Epps is not small either. Like, he's not short. Like, that's no. about 6'1 and change. James, is it fair for me to say that Josh Allen, he didn't put the concerns I have to rest, but he put them in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, is it fair for me to say it? Like, they're not to rest. I still am cognizant somewhere back here, 2-5. It might not be in the frontal low, but somewhere in the back of that joint, I'm still cognizant of the fact that Josh Allen can turn the ball over excessively. Since 2018, second in the NFL in turnovers. Mm-hmm. But also, since 2018, he has the fourth most wins. First most in turnovers since 2018, fourth most wins. It put it in perspective. After week one, I'm like, come on, Josh, you can't lose a divisional game to the Jets, especially if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. But then, like Shady said, he wins games. You take the good, you take the bad. Eventually, he has to win the game, the Super Bowl, so that it can color everything from a different lens. But in the meantime, Jay, he put it in perspective. Exactly, because um, Lamar Jackson wins wins games, Dak Prescott wins games, Josh Allen wins games. The only things that matter is them winning the Super Bowl. All three of those dudes got to get to the Super Bowl. So 
One game doesn't erase five, six years of my concerns. He's been turning the football over the most since he's entered into the National Football League. Now, what I will say is we will get this Josh Allen consistently if they can play the style of football they played against the Raiders. They ran the football for 183 yards. When you watch Josh Allen, Josh Allen's pocket was clean. He only threw the ball two times over 20 yards. Other than that, he was taking what was there. Ball out to Stephon Diggs. Ball out right here. I'm getting outside the pocket. I'm not rushing nothing. Ball to Gabe Davis. Like, no explosive plays, not a lot of explosive plays down the field, throwing the ball over 20 yards. But you know what he did? Ball out to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs got 20. Ball out to Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis got 20. So he was playing extremely smart, but the pocket was clean and they ran the air out of the football. If they can play that style of football, then yes, my concerns will go away because he is not forcing anything down the field and it's not all on his right arm. But that's not what the Buffalo Bills do. And when they do play better football teams, it's going to be tougher to run for 183 yards, and the ball's going to go back in Josh Allen's hands. And like I said, I can't erase. One game is not going to erase five, six years of him turning the football over. I just think that's who Josh is. Does it equate to wins? Is he getting away with it? Yes. He just doesn't get away with it in the biggest games, right, in the playoffs against the Joe Burrows, against the Patty Mahomes. So for me, my concerns are still there, but if they can play that type way, they're definitely going to help Josh Allen. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. How about the Browns? Deshaun Watson, he did not look great yesterday. Three turnovers, including two costly ones. He was sacked six times. Currently fifth in the NFL as it pertains to taking sacks. And in even worse news, they lost four-time Pro Bowler Nick Chubb to a gruesome knee injury. I do not recommend looking that one up. T.J. Watt, superstar for the Steelers. He helped seal the deal. Shady McCoy. Deshaun Watson, $230 million. Fully guaranteed the kind of deal he signed. 2019, absolute stud. 2020, led the league in passing. But we're in 2023. That's right. That's right. We done looking back. Mm. How should the Browns feel about Deshaun Watson right now? They need a refund. Ooh. Yeah, that's just that simple. We need a refund. Uh, refund. Thanks for everything you did. Let me get some of that back. <laughs> My thing is with, with, with Deshaun Watson, is we thought that we would get the old Deshaun Watson back. Mm. I gave, we gave him some grace period because he hasn't played football in some time. And he had like a full camp and all them type of things. Well, this year he did. Full camp with, with, with players, new players, old players. Everything he needed, he has. If you look at that Browns team, on defense, they lights out. Yeah. They get after the pass. They, they can stop the run. Then they get, get, get after the pass. They get after the quarterback. So you look at the offense. They can run the ball extremely well, and then they do have a number one wide receiver in Amari Cooper. What's their problem? The reason why the Browns went out there and gave him a $230 million contract, guaranteed, boom, is because they thought that he can play. We thought that he could play. Yeah. We thought that he was the only step to taking this team, not only to the playoffs, but to the AFC Championship game, yep, yep, to yep. Super Bowl. And he hasn't delivered. I mean, and I was thinking now that the, um, Nick Chubbs is hurt, you would expect your $230 million quarterback to still carry the load. And we all can say honestly and, and confidently that we don't think that's possible. Yo. I think they should be extremely frustrated. Mm-hmm. Everything Shady just said. You had a full off season. You had time to learn the offense, to learn your teammates, to get comfortable within the system. The excuses are off the table. And 
I don't really love to bring up money, but we're going to get on Justin Herbert's case. We're going to get on Joe Burrow's case if they don't correct it. We will get on Lamar Jackson if they start losing games. Once you're paid a certain amount of money, the expectations change. We do this with Dak. We do this with everyone who gets paid. You make the most guaranteed money in the league. There can't be any excuses. And you can't lose a game to the defense. Like, it can't be that the defense is the reason why you won the game or, or lost the game. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. That's crazy. Listen, I love the Steelers. 4-1-2, baby. Okay? I'm very excited. Both my teams won this weekend. But they shouldn't have won that game. Kenny Pickett is still not where he needs to be to outduel Deshaun Watson. And he didn't have to because the defense took care of it right away. And then again, and then again, and then again. And then he had two ridiculous penalties what are you doing with these face masks in front of the hello ref we just pull this face mask to the ground what are you doing how are they not going to call that twice those were crucial moments crucial penalties an interception two fumbles nah there can't be any excuses for this situation and this is a talented team so I don't know. I don't know if I'm panicking yet, but I'm certainly pouring myself a very expensive scotch and thinking about my life decisions. <laughs> no, you're going. You're going off your own two eyes. What we all seen, but they should feel real uncomfortable. <laughs> they should feel real uncomfortable. You know, we all been in uncomfortable situations. You might be sitting in a room. They all should be like this at each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's going on? You just gave Deshaun Watson 230 million dollars guaranteed. You didn't give him that to lose to Kenny Pickett. You didn't give him that to get outdueled by Kenny Pickett. True. You gave him that to possibly lose to Joe Burrow, sure. mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. But we brought you over here to these games right here. We're supposed to dominate these games and win because you are the best player on the football field. That is why we gave you $230 million guaranteed because you know what? You weren't winning a lot of football in Houston, but you was the best dang football player on the field when you stepped on the football field in any game, right? And that's why they brought you over there, and we are not seeing that. We are waiting to see it, just like we've been waiting. We was waiting for Russell Wilson last year. We waiting on Deshaun Watson, and we gave him a pass, right? You didn't have a training camp. You, You had the suspension. You rusty and all that. And now to come out here, he's looking like the same Deshaun Watson that was in the games last year, and you cannot lose games and get outplayed by Kenny Pickett and you $230 million. They did not give up Baker Mayfield for this. No. Mm. You didn't give up number one overall pick Baker Mayfield for this. You didn't give up the player that you drafted for this. You didn't give up Baker Mayfield who led you to a winning season for the first time since 2007 for this. You didn't give up Baker Mayfield who led you to win a playoff game for the first time since 1994 for this. You didn't give up Baker Mayfield who led you to the playoffs for the first time since 2002 for this. No. It's not what you gave up Baker Mayfield for. You didn't give Deshaun Watson $230 million for this. Impatient, upset, disgruntled, angry, uncomfortable. They should feel all those things because at this point in time, when are we going to see the old Deshaun? Mm -hmm. We wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, when are we going to see that one? We're all waiting. I've been ready to see the old Deshaun Watson. Now I'm starting to become fearful that I might not see the old Deshaun Watson, but I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if Deshaun was who he was supposed to be, the Browns would be who we think they can be because mm-hmm. everybody else looks good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Receivers look good enough. O-line, they get beat clean sometimes. Or one of those sack force fumbles, they got beat quick, Jedrick Wills. But they look good enough. Defense, they look good enough. Ooh, deep. They look good enough. Everybody looks deep. good okay. enough except, in my mind, mm-hmm. for Deshaun. And it's not even to me that Deshaun is playing awful. I don't think he's playing awful. But he ain't playing $230 million. He ain't playing good. I, I, he ain't playing good. I don't think he's playing good. Yeah. I mean, and also, you talk about them, them, them penalties he had. 
It looks like that he's he, he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing well, so I'm doing things that he's never done before. I never seen Deshaun ja- Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson grabbing face masks and doing this type. I never seen him act like that. And I think some of that is when you, I've been there when you shut down, you ain't doing well, you ain't playing well, you fumble the ball a little bit, you get it back up. It's like, I'm frustrated. Now I might get a, a penalty for doing something that I shouldn't be doing, right? Because you're upset. And his play is showing it. He's not playing well on, with, between the whites lines, mm-hmm. and he's doing extra things, I think, for frustration with them penalties. So yeah. they're in trouble. When you, this team is really, really yeah. good. When you watch him play, you could just see him pressing. Pressing, yes. You could, you could see the $230 million in the back of his mind. Like, I got to go out here and play at this certain amount of level and do this. And you see him pressing. And as a football player, we know when you press, good things do not happen, mm-hmm. right? Use your training, do what you do, be who you are. Good things do not happen. But what I'm, when I'm watching him play right now, he pressing. He does not look comfortable in the offense. And you've had a full training camp and preseason and the first two games of the season, and you're still not, you still don't look comfortable in this offense. And that's a problem. It's not looking like it's trending in any positive direction. Mm, like you, got, you got the win week one, great, but you didn't play great in week one. No, so no, nobody really feels like that was something to build on. Then you have this performance against Granite. It is the Steelers. It is Mike Tomlin. Their defense is unbelievable. But you are the better quarterback in that situation. And you have the pieces around you to take advantage of it. And you couldn't. And it was mistake after mistake yeah, after mistake. Was. What makes me fearful, because I, I'm, I try not to react too much to the beginning of the season. It's still early. There still could be some things that we need to work through, although the excuses are not really on the table for this particular situation. I'm trying to be patient, but the problem is we're not seeing any growth. And we ignored what happened last year because of the situation and the circumstances. We all were kind of reasonable about what the expectations yeah. were. Well, now I'm wondering how much of that is pouring into this because you had the whole offseason, a quiet offseason. You had all the opportunities. You have all the talent around you. You have the defense. You have a coach of the year. It's not like you have all these excuses lined up. I I can't think of an excuse for this situation in his play. Since he made his Browns debut in week 13, 26 quarterbacks have had five or more starts since then. He ranks 25th in passer rating, 25th in completion percentage, 24th in passing yards per attempt, tied for third third most for giveaways, nine, and he's been sacked 29 times, which Mm. which is tied for the most amount of sacks. And that's... It's near the bottom of the NFL, but you make technically the most because you have the most guaranteed money. And I can't ignore that and then simultaneously keep the expectations where they are. So, so now the question is, even though we saw him be the best player in Houston, yeah. is he that player anymore? And was that him just peaking? And now we have this entirely different version that they're going to have to pay for. I think we have a different version of Deshaun. I, I, like I, it is his peak until he proves otherwise. Until you, until you prove you got a new peak, it is his peak until he proves otherwise. But I think we, we've kind of hit the nail on the head in the fact of, like, Deshaun Watson put himself in hell, but he still had to go through hell, and I don't think he's out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're just looking at the play, I don't think he's out of it. We think so often that athletes are like a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, there aren't emotions, there aren't family matters, there aren't personal issues, yeah. there aren't all this other stuff. They can just wind it, and then they'll just set him off, and they'll just play. But imagine, like, Deshaun ain't really played football for 700 days, mm-hmm. and he ain't played quality football for 1,000 days and not only that he went through the hell that he put himself in and then he switched cities so it's like he's gone through all of that of course he ain't gonna play well I didn't think it would be this bad but that's why I don't know shady that we will see 2020 Deshaun anytime soon I think we will again I hope 
I don't know if we will soon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even watching, I watched the game, obviously, but I watched tape this morning and just watching them. Like, even the small things, like, almost every ball he's throwing is behind his receiver, behind his tight end. They got to reach back for it. A lot of them, 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 uh, them interceptions that, that he had last night, like, that was kind of slightly behind mm-hmm. him a little bit. It tipped ball, pick, pick. That's what happened. So, I don't know if we'll see another Deshaun Watson. I don't know if we'll see the same thing that we remember because mm-hmm. it looks way, way different. Way different. Well, way different. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Let's get to second and short. There is truly no bigger week three game in the history of the NFL, in my mind, than the game between the Chargers and the Vikings. Turn your volumes up, family, because Kirk Cousins... Justin Herbert, they're head-to-head. Both are top 10 in passing yards, but it's yet to result in a win. Bring us on camera. I got to paint this picture. Kirk Cousins, his head coach, Kevin O'Connell, in his second year. Justin Herbert, his head coach, Brandon Staley, in his third year. Both of them are young, bright, blossoming head coaches. Both of these quarterbacks are incredibly high paid. Kirk Cousins, one of the most high paid. Justin Herbert, I think the second or third highest paid. If you start 0-2, there is a 0-3. There is a 1% chance that you make the playoffs. One of those teams is guaranteed to start 0-3, meaning either Justin Herbert will go four years without a playoff win or Kirk Cousins will once again fall short. That is what is on the line, I surmise, in this game. Joy, who needs to win it more with all that being said? Wouldn't Chargers, Mike. Wouldn't it be funny if they die? <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> so ruin all of this. So bad. I think it's worse. I think the Chargers need to win more. Uh, when I look at the Vikings situation, and, and maybe it's because I just really don't consider the Vikings to be a team that I'm going to be watching near the end of the season as, as truly competitive. I think they, they, they pretty much proved that last year. We didn't really give them the attention that they were all yelling for, and then what happened in the postseason? It wasn't right? good. It wasn't good. So I, I think more, I guess, of the Chargers as being a team that I expect to contend at the end of the season. I expect to be in the postseason, potentially win a game in the postseason. So for them to start the season 0-3, I mean, the stakes are much higher. I don't see a hot seat with the Vikings at the coaching position. I don't think they're moving off of Kirk Cousins. They're just not in that space. Obviously, they're not going to move off of Justin Herbert. He just got paid. Yeah. But there's a, there's things could look different yes, they in, could. in Los Angeles for the Chargers at the end of the season if it doesn't end with the expectations that they came into the season with. So I just think that the energy around the Chargers is, is much harder. And it's the AFC. Like, the Vikings, as I know the percentage is bad, but the Vikings could pull it together, run it off, and I still think make the postseason, even if they started this way. I think it's too tight in the AFC for the Chargers to come into the season the way that they have if they lose this game. It's absolutely all about the Chargers. They cannot go 0-3. Um, Why not? I'm looking at Why not? Why not? Why not? You can't I'm, make a I'm, bold I'm, statement. I'm I need to break it. it down to you. I'm here for it. I'm looking at Derwin James. I'm looking at Khalil Mack. I'm looking at Bosa. And that's just a couple on the defensive side of the ball. Then I'm looking at Herbert. And I'm looking at Austin Eckler. And I'm looking at Mike Williams. And I'm looking at Keenan Allen. Every single year we come into this thing and we say the Chargers have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Right. You have a stud at the quarterback position. You have studs around them. You got playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. And we in this position again. 
I'm telling you right now, if the Chargers lose this one, mm. somebody's going to get fired. Uh. And you hate to say it, but we did not come into this season with the Vikings saying, Dalvin Cook, you can go, and we all think the Vikings was going to get to the Super Bowl, especially after losing to the Giants in the playoffs. Yep. Everybody over there is going to be safe. Kirk Cousins might get uh, traded or whatever, but everybody over there is safe, coach included. The Chargers, that ain't the case. If he goes 0-3, he possibly is not going to make it out of this season and finish this season if the Chargers go 0-3. You have everything. It's so many head coaches would love to take this Chargers job. They have everything. And Two all-pro pass rushers, an all-pro safety, really good corners on the, on the offensive side of the ball, an all-pro receiver, a really good one in Mike Williams. You draft one in the first. A really good running back, a Pro Bowl running back in Austin Eckler. What are we talking about? We looking at 0-3? And, and we not only that, we 0-2 because we blew two leagues. Yeah. Two of them. Two of them. So we coming off of last year two where we just blew a lead in the playoffs. Then we open the season and blow two more leads, and we finna look at 0-3? Yeah. Come I'm on, a, man. I'm going to go with the Chargers. And, and the reason why is because... Even this year, the way they're playing, we haven't seen nothing like this. For example, let's look at these numbers. First of all, they're averaging 29 points per game. Mm. That's sixth in the NFL, right? They're averaging 150 yards per game rushing. Mm. That's fifth in the NFL. And they're not turning the ball over. Mm. Like last game, he didn't have no turnovers. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, they're running the ball efficiently. The quarterback is being efficient with the ball, no turnovers. And they're putting up points. How are we losing? How are we losing? <laughs> and the NFL, when they come in, they, 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 they teach you this. We need to get turnovers. We don't want to turn the ball over. We want to rush the ball and we want our quarterback to be efficient. Mm. Okay, we're doing all that. We're putting points up. Why are they losing? The mm. defense. Mm. The defense is ranked 30th in the NFL with 32 points per game. Yeah. That's terrible. So I put a lot of that pressure on the defense. And we, I, we love to talk about Herbert, how great he is, and how there's times where he makes some great plays, but then again, he has some late picks. Mm -hmm. We haven't been seeing that. Mm. So if you have a head coach that's a defensive guy, that should answer all the questions. Now, if they don't win this game like you talked about, Staley may be gone. He might. He may be gone. Somebody has to be special for the Chargers. Chargers got a lot of pressure. Coach Staley, you got to be special. Friend of mine, friend of the show thus, got to be special. Herbert, you have to be special. Versus the Dolphins, you had two timeouts, a minute, 30 seconds left. Got to go down the field. Sack, grounding, sack, sack, at home. Versus the Tennessee Titans in overtime, you won the toss, go in the game. Incomplete pass, throw away, throw away. Game over. Somebody has to be special. Derwin James, got to be special. Bosa, got to be special. Mack, got to be special. Allen, got to be special. Samuel Jr., got to be special. Somebody has to be special. There is no special. A lot of good. Mm. A lot of good. No special. The last four games for the Chargers, going back to last season, they've lost by a combined nine points. They're good, but it takes special to win in the mm. National Football League. Mm. Before we head to break, oh, it's time for Speak Trivia. Oh, surprise, man. surprise. Uh, James, you haven't answered okay. yet, so this one is for you. Who is the last quarterback with three pick sixes through week three of the NFL season. Last quarterback, three pick sixes through week three of the NFL season. Don't answer yet. Oh, wait. When we return from break, I want y'all's answers. Y'all can tweet them at us. And James Jones is going to give y'all the right answer. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's next. I think I know who it is. <laughs> three pick sixes. I think I know who it is. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? 
Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Okay, the drama with the Bears is brewing. Got to get back to Justin Fields as we are in overtime. 0-2 start. Y'all know that by now. But earlier today, Justin Fields, he addressed his struggles. And boy, you have to listen to this. I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just not, not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not... Uh, that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I just think when, you know, you're fed a lot of information um, at a point in time and you're trying to think about that info, like when you're playing, it's like it doesn't let you play like yourself. Overwhelmed with the information, Justin Fields says, takes a shot at the coaches, but then later on in the locker room, he says, hey, I wasn't blaming the coaches at all. This on me. I need to play better. But then in an even shockingly breaking information, Alan Williams, defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, resigns after two games. Keep in mind, Alan Williams, Matt Eberflus on the same coaching staff back with Indianapolis Colts. So that's shocking as well. Shady chaos with the Bears. Is their season salvageable? Mm-mm, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know what? The D coordinator, he's a smart man. You know why? We should figure out why did he quit? Why did he quit? I found out why he quit. The quarterback throwing picks, can't really do much. Same, same results we did last year. He's like, you know what? We're going to get fired anyway. Let me just get out of here early. Let me have a vacation, vacation early. A bay vacation. You think they call it bay vacation? Okay. This is my thing with Justin Fields. As I watch this, this press conference, you need to take accountability. You're not playing well, right? And you want to blame on the coach. You might be thinking too much and et cetera. But you've been sacked 99 times in 27 games, right? The season just started. So this is what you've been doing last year. Throwing picks, not throwing the ball well. That was all last year. It's happening the same thing this year. You can't blame everything on the coach. At some point, you got to say, listen, man, I'm out here playing. I got the ball in my hand. I can run or I can throw. You got all the power you need. So the the, the look at these excuses, I'm tired of it. But let's dive deeper, though. The deeper dive is this. Oh, I can't name an Ohio State quarterback that was really, really good or was really, really bad in college. You don't see it. They all be really, really good in college. They get to the pros, and you don't see it. Mm-hmm. The last one I could think of that was really, really good as a quarterback in the NFL from Ohio State was Tyrell Pryor, and that was only a couple games in with the wide receiver. He got paid as a wide receiver. Really good. So, I mean, he was, he was good as a wide receiver, but he had a good, a good year or two as, mm-hmm. a, as a quarterback. My only thing is this. We need to update our information, and that is we need to stop going out there and getting quarterbacks from Ohio State. <laughs> C.J. Stroud, I hope he does well because he's still a young quarterback, and I think he's pretty good. Um, I had a chance to talk to uh, Marvin Harrison. His son is, is obviously yeah. going top tier pick this year coming up. Yep. And I was like, what's going on with CJ Strauss? Oh, he's really, really good. He's young. He's going to be talented. So I took his word for it. Yep. But he's young, so I won't count him. But everybody else, we need to stop going to Ohio State to get these quarterbacks because obviously they cannot play. Yeah. <sighs> this is so much happening. Um, Let's keep it real, Joy. Let's keep it real. <laughs> I see on your paper. Take the feelings out of it and, and speak with your heart. Okay. I see on your paper you got his over. My palms are sweating. <laughs> 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 so, like, 
got they got the Chiefs this mm. week. Yeah, that's, 0 and three. That's, 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 a, guess, that's a good win. Yep. Be 0 and three. Got the Broncos next week. Mm, that's tough. Maybe that's that, 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 maybe that's a winnable game. Maybe 50, that's 50. maybe that's when the Broncos get their their first win. 50, 50. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's not the worst schedule if you were a competitive football team, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's tough to make an argument really if, in any of these games. The problem is, it's not just that Justin Fields is playing bad. The defense isn't playing well. Mm-mm. They're 31st in scoring defense, 29th in total defense, 16th in rush defense, 27th in pass defense. Offensively, they're 19th in pass blocking, 27th in run blocking. This isn't really a good team. And then you're adding on to it the struggles that Justin Fields is having that have carried on year to year with him. I think the biggest, the biggest frustration for me with Justin Fields is what Shady said. We're not seeing any growth, Mm. whether it is because of coaching, whether it is because of scheme, whether it is because they're giving him too much, whether it is because it's not clicking, whether he didn't have talent to throw to the first two years. There's just all these things. And after a while, as you know, you just got to go play. You just got to go be good. And maybe that's what he's saying he's going to try to do. I don't know if I would suggest trying that against the Chiefs, but... This is where we are, and that's who's on the schedule. So maybe that is what he's going to lean into. Overall, it just doesn't feel like – it feels very grim for the Bears, and it doesn't feel like there's anything that I can, I can hook to. The Chargers are owned to, but Justin Herbert is great. They have a great team. They have proven great players. Mm. You have teams that are owned to, like the Bengals. They were in the AFC Championship game last year. We don't really feel this level of panic. It feels – Panicky for the Bears. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your uh, paper. It's over, uh, number one. Number two, it's a five-win team. If we're just keeping it 100, what we're seeing with our own two eyes, watching the tape, right? We broke down Justin Fields 24-7. He's not seeing the stuff the right way. This is a five-win team. They got five wins written all over them. I don't know where the five wins is coming from, but they them. got five wins written all over them. And Joy touched on it. You are giving up. 33 points a game. So you're struggling on offense, and you're giving up 33 points a game on the defensive side of the ball. You are not going to win too many football games like that. This here is over for the Chicago Bears. Um, I played against the Bears a long time. Played They had some good teams. They had some bad teams. This is one of the bad teams. Yeah. They will win five games, and that's just what the tape shows. Where, where, that's Every Sunday they've been out there, that's what it's showing. Right? That's, what, that's what I'm trying to see. I see one. Commanders, maybe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, bad, my bad, Joey. Three be wins. Yeah. Will he be the starting quarterback next year for the Bears? Not, not like this. Not, so. not like this, no. I don't think no. so. I think he'll somewhere, but it just not with Matt Eberflus as a no. coach. Not the way. And you had to take a step up this year. He's in, a, he's in his third year. This is the year that you have to show growth. Whether it's your fault or not, this is the year. It's his fault. It's- Harper hits one in the air, looks back, it goes! Harper, the swing of his life! MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody, not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Hi, family. Y'all know what it is. It is time for a pick. 
six. Now this one is shocking because of how it ends. Let's start. I'm giving you the top six teams in the NFL right now. Not based on record, based on how good I think they currently are. Number six, the Kansas City Chiefs. They got it back, right? They got back in the win column. We desperately needed to see it. They beat the Jags. It was not glitzy. It was not glamorous, whatever the case may be, but it was a dub. At number five, the Baltimore Ravens. They're 2-0, and and Lamar Jackson is starting to get a lot more comfortable. He missed the deep ball to Zay Flowers. He missed the deep ball elsewhere, but then he connected to Nelson Aguilar with the game on the line, 11 minutes left, and they ended up winning a pivotal game last week. At number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. Y'all know what it is. They better fly high. 2-0. and It hasn't looked good either. Jason Kelsey said himself, we still have room to improve. But you're improving off 2-0. and Jalen Hurts, I think, in his last 17 games is 16-1. and What else you want out of life, family? At number three, Joy would sing at the Miami Dolphins. Miami I Dolphins. I don't know. I don't know what Miami Dolphins, Dolphins number one. And what she said. Miami Dolphins at number three. Number they are three. two and no. Tua Tungabailoa is looking like an MVP candidate. At number two, the San Francisco 49ers. We will see them in checks watch a little over three hours. Prime time Thursday night versus the Giants. But at number one, this is devastating because it's the Dallas Cowboys. But why devastating? All pro cornerback. $97 million cornerback, 18 interception in the last three-year cornerback, Trayvon Diggs. He left practice on crutches, tore his ACL. That's what we believe. Coming to the desk to have the most pertinent conversation of the day. Trayvon Diggs, Dallas Cowboys, they are the best team in football in my mind. James Jones, I know they're the best team in football in your mind, mm-hmm. but they just lost Trayvon Diggs. What's it mean? Big deal? No deal? What's your reaction? Oh, Talk to me. Oh, man. I mean, it's a big deal, but I think it's something that they can recover from strictly because they front seven, right? Demarcus Lawrence, Mark, Micah Parsons, they are still going to be able to get after the passer. This football is still going to have to come out in two seconds because of the front seven. So I think they can, they can regroup back there, but this is a big blow. Strictly how Joy touched on earlier in the show, takeaways, right? The name of the game is to protect the football and take the football away. Since he's came into the National Football League, got 18 interceptions. That's taking the football away. Tied for first. So you are losing a big blow on defensive side of the ball when you talk about turning the football over. So for everybody on that ball club, including Dak, you don't have a guy over there if you turn the ball over that's possibly going to get you this ball back. So you got to be more careful with the football. So as for the Dallas Cowboys, this is huge, but I think this is something that they can overcome strictly because number 11 is still in the building and he's getting after that. Joy, let me, let me button his comment. The Dallas Cowboys are the first team since 1970, if I'm not mistaken, since the 1970s to lead the league in takeaways, forced turnovers, mm. two consecutive years. Trayvon Diggs is a large part of that. First yeah. team since the 70s, two consecutive years. Joy, I'll ask you the same question. What's your reaction? How big a deal is the Diggs loss? I mean, it's, it's, it is a big deal. There's no way to downplay losing a talent like that. And everything that James just said is correct. And the takeaways are important. And it does make things interesting because, I mean, we've been talking a lot about how dominant the Cowboys look. And we're really, as Shady says, talking about how dominant the defense looks. Because part of the way that the offense oh, yeah. has been able to play the way that they have and put up the points the way that they have, and some of those points actually were scored by the defense in the last two weeks, Mm -hmm. is because of the field position that they get because of how dominant their defense is and the takeaways that they get that also lead to great field position or additional possessions. That's going to change. That number is going to go down because of the type of player that Diggs is. I agree. I don't think that this takes them out of contention. I think that this takes them down to where they were last year, which I thought they had a defense that was – 
great enough to win a Super Bowl last year. I think they had a Super Bowl caliber defense last year. They had takeaways last year. They were dominant last year. They scored points last year. That's going to change a little bit because of what he specifically provides. But I don't think that it's the end of the season. It's just going to it's going to put more pressure on everyone on that team. It's a big blow. This kid is a really, really good player. Trevon Diggs is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And then when I look at the defense, like, okay, so I take myself. I always like to relate everything to football. If I'm back there in the huddle for the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. right, I got two dominant wide receivers, yep. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Got LaShawn McCoy in the back front. No, 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 never use me. Let's use Swift because Swift is balling right now. Jalen Hurts in the huddle is like, okay, we're going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to throw that? Mm-hmm. If you throw it to the left, Diggs over there. It's a tough matchup. Yep. Throw to the right. Gilly over there. It's a tough matchup. So where do I want to go? I want to go in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. tight end, maybe to the running backs. Now, you trust your wide receivers, but it's going to be a good matchup. No, of course. And now that Trevon Diggs is not there, it's like, ah, I'm going to go all the way to the left. And I have both my wide receivers that's really, really good. We're going to take our turn on the backup corner. Yeah. Right? Because we're not always talking about catching the ball. What about pass interference? Small things you don't think about. Yeah. This, this guy's not, he's unexperienced. Okay, pass interference, pass interference. Now you're working on one side of the field. Yep. So I, I truly think that the Cowboys, this will hurt their defense. But this defense is really, really good. Yeah. The one thing they do best is they get to the quarterback, yeah. right? And if, you're, and if you can't cover as well, that's okay when you have them guys that get to that quarterback. James, I'm coming to you for this one. Yeah. Um, 2017, mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl champs. Jason Peters, starting left tackle, he got hurt. Yeah. Jordan Hicks, starting linebacker, he got hurt. Uh, Chris Marigos, all-pro special team player, he got hurt. Yeah. Darren Sproles, if I'm not mistaken. He got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. Yep, yep, yep. 2011, 10-11 Green Bay Packers roster. I believe 15 players placed on injured reserve, including friend of mine, Jermichael Friendly. I believe oh. Donald Driver, amongst mm. others. Ryan Grant. Yeah. Amongst yeah, others. Oh, the running back. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Who has to pick up the slack for the Cowboys? Is it Parsons? Is it Prescott? Is it Gilmore? Ooh. Is it Hooker? Is yes. it Wilson? Good questions. Is it Pollard? Is it CD? Is it Ferguson at tight end? Who has to pick up the slack for this team? That's, that's a really good question. And... To be honest with you, it's everybody. It's depth, right? When we were losing all those guys, we looked at our roster and we had a lot of depth, right? You lose Donald Driver, but you're looking at myself, you're looking at Greg Jennings, you're looking at Jordy Nelson, right? We, we still had guys in that building, so we were a really deep team. When you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, you already mentioned the guys they have in the secondary, right? They have a really deep secondary, right? They have a really good front seven. They have a really good receiver core, so they have a lot of depth on this football team to where they could kind of overcome a situation like this, strictly how their football team is built. When we won it in 2010, that's how our team was built. We lost a lot of key guys, but we had a lot of depth and a lot of young players step up to be able to make plays. And with all that being said, too it's not just the players it's the coach Mm. and that's why I said this is huge because you have a coach that has been through it coach Mike has won a Super Bowl and he has rallied the troops excuse me sir excuse me sir we uh we have a a search of the hand raise I see that he pauses since you went back to like fifth grade with the math Mm -hmm. I feel weird like it's like a classroom type of setting yeah and I was always taught I told my son this you want you got a question you raise your hand yes sir (laughs) LaShawn he's right that they lost a lot of players and they still won a championship, right? Yeah. I know what you're about but, to say. Ah, what are you about to say? I think they had a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, oh, though. Man. Time out. I played him. I don't know if you remember this, but they beat us first. And we was lit, lit. Beat y'all, too. <laughs> lit, lit. Came in. We shot was lit, lit. We had Michael Vick. He was back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, anyway that's, that's beside the point. I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing is, they had a all-pro, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame quarterback yeah. that took them to the promised land. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you ask about pressure yeah. and who could, who could, you know, you gotta step up. Who gotta step up and take place of Trevor Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
got to be the quarterback. Mm. And do you really trust number four? I don't even say his name because you know they say I'm bad. I'm tough on him. You know do you believe on number four? I do. I do. With all, with all my heart, Dak. <laughs> with all my heart, brother. And hold up, hold up, hold up. The same way you believe in 12. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No, you better stop. <laughs> you, know, you know why? You know, ooh, like, he better stop. This is the, this, 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 this the problem. Questions, the problem is because, now granted, you guys don't have a defense like that. I mean, Michael Parsons is like his own Clay person. Clay Matthews, B.J. Roger, we had yeah, they, they, they were nice. But they weren't playing at the They ain't like that. They ain't like that. Yes. But for context. That was, that was the first time Aaron Rodgers had a top 10 for, D we won. For context, yeah. in that playoff run, Aaron Rodgers, he went week one, Cuckoo for Cuckoo versus Cuckoo. Shady's Eagles. Three touchdowns, <laughs> no interceptions. Who caught one of them? Oh, okay. Jones. <laughs> Game two versus the Atlanta Falcons, in which y'all won 48 to 21. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, huh. no interceptions. Who caught one of them? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, cut to the Super Bowl versus Joyce Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns. Mm. No interception. Who caught one of them? Not me. Oh, they're, they're, they're. <laughs> Obviously, I omitted a game versus the Bears there. That was an ugly game. Yeah. But I guess coming to the left side of the yeah. desk is if Dak does have to step up. Ooh. It's getting good. Y'all trust him too? It's getting good. Uh, it's getting in good In the postseason? Because that's what we're talking about. Yes. And during the regular season, yes. But I don't, I don't think that this is really a factor for the regular season as far as where the, the Cowboys were going to end up. This is, he's obviously a massive part of their production, and I'm not diminishing this loss in any way, but the Cowboys, this is why everybody's all, ah, we them boys, love it for you. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. We knew the Cowboys were going to be a great team. Is it really that shocking and alarming that they're playing the way that they're playing? It's not to me, especially not knowing what their defense was going into the season. Right. In addition to what their defense was last season. So I'm not really seeing a new Cowboys, Cowboys team yet because we haven't even really seen a high level of production from the offense. I haven't. Because we haven't had to. Haven't so the, the, whole, the whole story of the Cowboys to me this season isn't told until the postseason. We're all assuming they're going to make the postseason, yeah. correct? Like they're yeah, a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have to. yeah. Have so, to. So, so all of this, all this talk, all this hype, all this conversation, all this Dak, is he capable, whatever, all of that starts when the postseason starts. I know it's, it's going to be a long couple months, but that's how I'm operating with this particular team because that's what it's really about. That's what it's about for the Niners. That's what it's about for the Chiefs. That's what it's about for the Ravens, for the Dolphins. Yes, of course, there's going to be some up and downs throughout the season, but can Dak do that in the postseason? Yeah. That's what you're asking me about because I know what he can do during the regular season. He can win games. Yeah. He can put up big numbers. He can play efficiently at times. He can play not efficiently at times. What does he do in the postseason? Uh, Joy, you hit all the, all the points on the head right there, and you – touched on playoffs, right? Because we were 10 and 6. We had to win our last two games to get into the playoffs, right? And we won those two games. But Aaron Rodgers was not lighting it up in the regular season. But when them playoffs came, talk about it. It was a totally different Aaron Rodgers when those playoffs came and he played out of his mind and like I tell him all the time, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because he was out, I mean, it was, he was unstoppable. Even if you watch him in the pocket, Aaron Rodgers was unstoppable. So that's all that matters for Dak. I get up here and battle for Dak all the time. He's a winner in the regular season. Mm -hmm. The only thing that matters for Dak is he needs to have those type numbers to will his team to victory in the playoffs, and he has not shown us that yet. So to answer your question, Shady, no, I do not have confidence in him like I have in Aaron Rodgers when those playoffs come around, and he has to change that. It took you long enough, but you got to it. I have a, um, <laughs> I have a, I have a trivia question that we will answer before we go to break. Come on now. <clears throat> James, I will ask you first. Oh, man. 
Did LaShawn McCoy have over 100 total yards in the playoff game, Eagles versus the Pats? Nah, we shut that boy down, man. Defense got on his head. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Defense um, got on his head, Joy. I might. <laughs> hey, Joy. Hey, Joy. Hey, Joy. Hey, Joy. At this time of my career, I was still young, and Andy Reid, he wanted to throw the yeah, ball. So yeah, I, probably, uh, I probably had like 10 carries, something mm, like that. Mm. 16 touches, Joy. 82 total uh, yards. Joy, uh, I will ask you this question. 82 total. I mean, I don't know if that's. I will ask. Uh, how many carries? I don't have that many carries. 12 carries. Hey, see what I'm saying? Joy, I will ask you we this know question. You hold hold people, please. Gotta, uh, please. I got, I got faith in you, Shady. Please hold. Um, Joy, James Jones, in the four playoff games, did he have over or under 140 receiving yards? Mm. Uh, wait, wait, and, what's and the answer again? James Jones in the four <laughs> playoff games in route to winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I, say, I, I mean, over. Over? Oh, 140 yards? That's like, what is that? <laughs> I was with some goals, He was a third receiver. Yeah. Bro, he scored every game other than the Super Bowl. Yeah. You, should get over 100, you should get over 140 yards. That ain't even, like, trying. That's close. That's close. <laughs> James had 11 catches. I'm going to say yes. For 100 44 yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, like, come on. Hey, you know what, though? And I, and I hope we can bring it up before the show. It would have been plenty more. I dusted Asante Samuels and dropped the goal ball. For I got to call him. I got to call him. I got to call him. We got it on tape, and I, I got a wide open touchdown playoff game. I'm call you don't got to call him. Bring it up. No, you, you said you said it. I got to call him. Call him. Call him. Well, call Zach Wilson going to have to call somebody, and hopefully God picks up because his season started out pretty rough. Now, against the Patriots, does he need to win? That is next on Speak. Clear as day. Aaron went nut nut. I will never forget. I came back to the hut. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.